0: Hello and welcome to the Reason Life podcast, where we talk about all things related to living a logical lifestyle. I'm your host, Jeremy Cannon. Today's show is all about what will, what what should motivate your decisions. What should what what's your philosophy? What is our philosophy? Of, you know, decision making. Um, because let's face it, we make decisions every day of our lives. Some are small, some are big. Um, But with every decision, we should make our decisions based on good logic, good thinking, right? And so we're going to talk about that. But before we get started, I just want to remind you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you can quickly get each episode. Um, Also, we want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review so others can find this podcast. Uh, You can say, hey, check this out. This is awesome. Or, hey, this is suck. Let's make fun of this dude. Um, Please don't do that. That would be rude. Thirdly, if you have any questions you want answered, send them to the Reason Life Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we may do a segment where we answer questions, um, you know, or talk about something, you know, a- answer the questions as a big thing or a small thing uh, per episode, whatever. Lastly, in the show notes, we have a link to support us financially on Patreon. Um, it does cost to uh, host all of the episodes as well as get equipment. So if you can just give even just a dollar a day, uh, um, uh, even just a dollar a month, uh, can allow the podcast to run. Um, you know, for a whole year. Like if I just if there were just twelve of you who gave a dollar a day, it would cover the podcast as it is right now. Um, So if you're like, dude, I like what you're doing, $12 a year, like that's nothing, nothing at all. So go ahead and do that. So let's jump into the episode. Let's face it, we all make bad decisions at some point in our life. Um, Before I even get into that, I I need to make a note. My good friend, Jeff, uh, I mentioned him a few episodes ago. We still haven't been able to match up our schedule, so I just want to say this episode was helped put together by Jeff, uh, who is awesome, Um, hoping to get him on the show as a co-host at some point in time, Um, but I do want the show to go on, and so, um, yeah, so so we're going to jump into it. These are thoughts from Jeremy and Jeff, um, but I'll be presenting them, so... Let's face it, we all make bad decisions. We all make bad decisions at some point in our life. We all fail somewhere at some time to make the right choices in life. Sometimes they're small and insignificant. Like you don't even notice. Maybe only you're the one that notices. You're like, oh man, I could have done better. Man, I should have made a different decision. Um, But other times they're large and noticeable. Um, And those are the ones that can make life scary, right? uh whether it's a bad job choice um i either on the hiring side or on your choosing like saying yes i'll accept the job um or maybe not you know you're in a, not a, not in a good relationship um maybe you went into the wrong bathroom i don't know you know the list can go on and on um we all make bad decisions but to live a reason life we must make good and right decisions um And so with that being said, here's a glimpse at uh, a philosophy of making decisions. These are things that you should think about before you think about making a decision. Let me say that again. These are things that you should think about before you think about making a decision. Okay. Um, And the first one I want to point out is you need to focus on truth, not feelings. Now I'm not bashing on feelings. Feelings are important, but here's the thing: feelings change from one moment to the next. I've said that before. You can feel anger one second, sadness the you know second, uh, second, and then it just continues to change. Um, your your feelings change on a consistent basis, um, that, and and that's that's fine. Like that's okay. That's what feelings are for. They're for response. Now, sometimes feelings are like ridiculous. I know that sometimes, like I have an overreaction in regards to being fearful of things. Like that's a feeling. I'm scared. I'm intimidated. Whatever you want to call want to call it. I, I that's that's the feeling uh, that dominates my life. Um, it is fear. Like I'm fearful right now. I'm fearful of some things, um, and and it just it it worries me. But I should not base my life off my feelings. I should base it off of truth. Okay. Um, Feelings shouldn't control certain decisions in life. Okay. Um, For example, if you say, I feel like we should, or I feel like God is telling me to, or I feel like uh, this or that. See, the problem with these phrases is that they're deceptive. Okay. These aren't true feelings that you're using, but think, but you're thinking, right? Um, It is not truly feelings that are guiding the decision, but thinking. It's essentially saying, based off my observations, I feel like blah, blah, blah. Like, it's an observation. When you say those things, those aren't feelings. Those are observations. Um, They're not, you know, they're not an emotion. So it's okay to say, like, I think we get so tied up in, oh, you really feel that way not necessarily, right? It's not necessarily a feelings like emotions, um, but some feelings may be involved. Okay. For example, a married couple talking out an argument, like there will be feelings involved, but you got to face the facts. We're different. Like I'm a male. My wife is a female. We think differently. Uh, we have different parts of our brains firing at different times, blah, 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 like we could go on. But when it comes down to making decision, it, it should be based off observation, not your feelings. Now, there might be small things that you can make decisions off you know, with feelings, but it can sometimes lead to irrational behavior. Um, like when you're angry, you can burst out in anger. You can punch somebody. You can kick somebody. You can, you know, yell curse words, whatever it is. You respond in a certain way when you're sad. Like when I get sad, I retreat. Like I get, I'm just like, I just want to be by myself. I don't want to be around people. So my feelings rule my life instead of the truth. And so this is a constant struggle for everybody. And so don't, don't just assume I'm like, I can do this perfectly. No, but we should base our decisions based off ob- observing things and, and looking at truth. Um, like when you're going to take a job, and we'll talk about this a little bit more in a second. If you're going to take a job, you're going to look at the reality. Like, is it the best thing for my family? Not. You're not going to say, you know based on my observation you know based on my uh emotional status i think that it's a good thing yeah your emotions will change the next day and, and so you need to base it off of does it pay well um does it does it help my family to move into this area um is it a wise decision to uproot and, you know you analyze all the different details and you base it off of facts um, is it going to pay enough? Will my wife need to get an, a, a job? Well, you know, we have to um, make our kids start working at 10 years old even though that's illegal. I'm kidding. Don't do that. I'm just saying like you have to think through things. Um, and and so here here here's where good feelings can make good decisions. Your favorite ice cream. Oh man. Or just ice cream in general. Like man, you know, I'm in the mood to have Rocky Road ice cream. Okay. Cool. You go ahead and you, you enjoy that ice cream. Um, where you are going to go eat out, man, I'm in the mood for whatever. Okay. You don't need to base it off of truth other than you need to be able to afford it. Right. Um, and it needs to not be something that will kill you, but you need to make the, you know, you can use feelings and, uh, whatever to make the decision. You don't need to base it off of truth. Um, as long as it doesn't kill you and you can afford the food, like go for it. Right. Um, and here's another thing is your favorite sports team, whether they win or they, they lose, like, you you, you you base it off of like I'm attracted to this team not because of their goodness or their you know crappy you know score like there are people who you know are faithful to their team whether they move to another city or they move you know uh, change whatever like I'm not into sports that much, but my point is that for example the Rams left St. Louis. And now they're in Los Angeles near me. And so there's some people who are like, yeah, they're back, blah, blah, blah. And then there's all of a sudden Rams like jerseys are like popping up out of nowhere. Okay, cool. But we're, we're, we're faithful to our sports teams, not based on how good they are, but on how well we connect with them and how well we feel about them, um, that might be a little misconstrued in the sense of it might not necessarily be your feelings uh per se but you 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 get happy you get joyful when your team wins you get sad when they lose right um you you feel that emotional you know high when they um win and you feel that emotional loss when they lose so those are good feeling decisions like just some examples: choosing your foods, sticking with your sports team, um, and and here's the last thing: you need to pay attention to details. Okay, you need to pay attention to the truth of the matter. You need to pay attention to um, to the facts, um, because if you don't, you're not going to make a good decision. Uh, there's times where I just I just am oblivious to the details, and that gets me in trouble. So. Make sure you pay attention to the details. Like that's, that's plain and simple. Something that you're, we sometimes just forget. And so I just want to remind you of that. So, so all of that first thing, truth, not feelings. The second thing is risk versus reward. Okay. Now you might be in a job that you hate, but it pays well. Okay. And it might be disrupting your joy. And that, that, I mean, let me be honest with you. That's where feelings, again, can come into play. But it needs to be like a consistent feeling of, man, I just, I don't feel my joy here. And so that's where you might say, okay, where's the risk? Where's the reward? Should I apply for a new job that might pay less but then I don't come home complaining about how terrible my job is because let's face the reality. Sometimes there are jobs that we're in that we just, there's nothing like I've had jobs before where I just come home and I'm like, Oh, this sucks. Blah, blah, blah. Like I worked at Walmart. I love Walmart. Don't get me wrong. Okay. They have great prices, you know, for, you know, they have great things at low prices, whatever their catchphrase is. Um, but it just wasn't an atmosphere that I felt comfortable in. And like there was low morale, right? At at least where I was. Um, and I've worked at an amusement park that's in my city or in the city I grew up in. And same thing, low morale. Um, it, it just wasn't a, a place that I felt like I could be like enjoy and all that kind of stuff. And, um, Now those are, but but now I am in a job where I am like, oh my gosh, I love this. I am not getting paid much right now. Um, It's actually an internship, Um, but I love it. Like I am passionate about it. I enjoy it, and and so the risk versus reward is, man, I am going to risk the pay so I can get the reward of enjoying what I am doing for the potential of doing it full time, and and that's what my hope is. Um, And so the risk versus reward. Um, so when you apply for a job, weigh that out, like look at a bunch of different factors into it. Don't make the decision based off of, Oh, I want to live in California. Listen, it's rough living in California. Let me tell you that I'm here because I I grew up here. Um, but moving from another context here can make it a little bit harder because prices go up, uh, for housing prices go up for food. There's more taxes. Um, there's more restrictions. You can't use plastic straws. Like, like no joke that that's not a joke. Um, but you got to weigh it out. You got to make the decision, weigh it out for applying for a job and accepting the job. So another example is getting married. Like you got to weigh the risk versus the reward. Like, is this person going someone I can stay with my whole life? Or is it somebody that I'm going to get tired of in like 10 years? Um, Because if it's that second one, um, you might want to find somebody else. Now, you might be able to push through. But if you're like, man, I'm getting tired of them already, it's just, it's not pretty. It doesn't get pretty. And marriage, I don't want your, if you are married, I don't want your marriage to fail. If you are planning on getting married, you need to make the right decision now. Because marriage is not a five-year, ten-year agreement. It's a lifetime agreement. That's why they say, till death do us part. Um, And and so make sure that you weigh the risk versus the reward. Is this somebody that I can see being a mother or father of my kids? Is this somebody that I can see me being with the rest of my life, no matter the quirks, the, the obnoxious things they do? Things like that, you know, um, you got to weigh that risk versus the reward, and so make that decision. The third, uh, you know, op, you know, uh, example—that's the word I was looking for—is voicing your opinion. Okay, uh, the other day I, I I said something, and it was, it was misconstrued. Okay, but I said it. To one person, somebody else misconstrued it, and and I'm not I'm not bashing on them, okay, but voicing my opinion as to why something happened or not, okay, um, I should have stepped back and said, okay, should I say this? Like I've realized, man, I need to watch what I say. So voicing your opinion, voicing even you know certain things, um, you need to weigh that risk versus reward because especially where you do it okay don't go on facebook and start posting political stuff because you'll just get ripped to shreds by others and that's why i very rarely like if somebody wants to have a debate i'll be like hey let's let's go get some coffee let's talk over that that's a better medium of you know voicing my opinion in person because then it's not a person on a screen it's an actual living breathing person that i can interact with that I can love, and and they can, you know, hopefully love me back and return, and we can have a, a civil conversation. And so, you, you, when you voice your opinion, you need to not only consider um, what you say, but how and where you say it. Um, like what what I said to somebody, I should have said, "Hey, dude, let's let's go over here and let's chat." But I decided to say it out in front of other people, and they were like, oh my gosh, this dude like th- brought my character into question. Now this guy came to me and actually said, hey man, da 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 I was like, dude, I, I respect that. But voicing opinions can get us into trouble. So we need to weigh the decision to make it or not, whether it's more risky or more rewarding that I say it. Um, it might be like a balance of the both. Like it's high risk, high reward, Boom! I'm going to do that. But if it's low risk, high reward, man, go for it. But if it's low reward, high risk, like it can get you into trouble or you know, um, get, you know, put somebody's life in danger, you might want to wait and find a different way to talk about it. And so I, I didn't realize the reward of me saying it and the risk was high, and so I said it. Problematic, right? Another thing. Uh, so voicing opinions is another example and then another thing is having kids. Um, like you need to make the decision like can you afford a child? Now you know, here's the deal. if you're pregnant, like keep that baby. like that baby is worth more than any all the money in the world. like no joke that's that's important. What I'm talking about is to plan like we are going to have kids. we are going to try to have kids. Um, we're going to adopt. Um, you weigh that risk versus the reward and, um, there might be ways around it where somebody else comes in and helps you. I don't know, but you need to just bring these factors in to think about it. Okay. Now here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to get a little scripture. I'm going to read, um, a passage for this last example of risk versus reward. Um, Jesus, okay, lose your life and you gain it, keep life and lose it. Okay, Jesus said uh, in Mark chapter eight, he says, whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can man give in return for his soul? If you look, if you think about it closely, like the, the, the high risk, like I, I'm a Christian, I follow Jesus. Jesus is um, the way, the truth, the life, the only one to get into heaven okay you got to follow him and if you disagree with that that's fine this podcast i hope still helps you um in 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 life um it's not just for christians i want it to be free everybody but um here's the thing is what jesus is talking about here he says whoever would save his life will lose it so you have high reward you you keep your life right you would whoever would save his life here and now will ultimately lose it so you're thinking of this is rewarding here and now it's actually a high risk for losing but whoever loses his life for my sake for Jesus's sake and the gospel's will save it so christianity is more like high risk high reward you risk your life now, you get rewarded in heaven, but you have low risk of losing your life. You have low reward in the future. Okay, For what does a profit a man to gain the whole world, aka rewarded the whole world, and forfeit your soul? High risk, high reward, right? Um, for what can man give in return for his soul? So you got to weigh your options like, should I follow Jesus, risk everything, and get rewarded with everything, or should I get rewarded here on earth and have a high risk of not being with Jesus, not living eternal life. And so, um, and so I would say, you know, whether you, whether way you look at it, either way you look at it, either you lose your life and you gain it or you keep your life and you lose it forever. And so I want you to weigh that risk versus reward right now. Um, if you give up your life now and decide to follow Jesus, boom, you get to keep it forever. You keep your life here now, keep going, living the way you're, you want to live, ultimately you will lose it, and and I don't want that. That's why I'm saying it right now, just as a quick plug, boom, Jesus, think about it. If you have any questions, email me, thereasonlifepodcast at gmail.com, so Risk versus reward is something you really need to do when it comes to uh, decision-making, okay? The next one is immediate impact versus future impact, okay? And this one is pretty simple. How does it affect you now? Like, what's the immediate impact? It's not as big of a deal, probably. Um, what what What's going to happen now versus what's going to happen in the future? Does it affect your future? It's usually a bigger deal. Okay. Um, because you'll, you know, you, job choice, family choice, um, career choice, even, you know, making a certain decision that, that impacts the rest of your life. Like that, that's a big issue. But what about now? Now, certain, it's not as big of a deal, but it, progressively can be so for example like in the business area you want to do advertisements right so you can grow your business grow your business grow your business and that's kind of like wh- how does it affect you now like weight versus like way weigh the the cost it's like cost benefit analysis right um, and, and again it goes back to risk versus reward you're risking spending a hundred bucks to do this ad so that hopefully people see the product you have and they'll buy it and, you know whether it's now or in the future hopefully it's now right but maybe down the road they'll think about they'll they'll remember oh yeah i remember that thing so when it comes to your decision making like when the, sometimes it's quick little decisions that sometimes it isn't as big of a deal sometimes but sometimes those those small short quick like you, you know, uh, what are they called? Crime of passion, right? When, when you get so mad at somebody, you you, you kill them. Like that's, that's uh, number one, you're basing it off your feelings. Your decision is based off your feelings. Your anger has gotten out of control. And your immediate, like the immediate impact that you have, like, oh my gosh, I just killed somebody. Boom, your future is destroyed. Like you have to go to jail for life. So your immediate impact versus your future impact, like think about those two things. How does it affect me now? How does it affect my future? Because it might be small now. Those small decisions you make now might affect your your future in a big way, okay? Um, And so the immediate impact might seem, oh man, this is uncomfortable but your future impact is like, oh my gosh, but that's going to be amazing. Or it might be, oh man, I'm going to enjoy this right now. you know. And in the future, it's just going to be like, man, that was a bad, bad, bad decision. So make sure you look at how is it going to affect your future, but also think about how does it affect me now? Because sometimes you got to throw out that, how does it affect me now? So you can focus on how is it going to brighten up my future, so that it doesn't destroy your future. Okay. Um, the next one is don't make decisions in a vacuum. Like seriously, don't don't make decisions on your own. Um, it, that just creates more more problems because it's just you thinking in your brain. I know what's best. Boom. I know what's best. Boom. But that's not true, right? Like we. We can make good decisions sometimes on our own, but it's always good to uh, make make decisions with others. And the first one, like my wife and I, like we make our decisions together. You know, I'm trying to, to get a, a full-time job right now. That's what I'm working on. And so um, like if we have to move somewhere, like we're going to make that decision together. Um, if, if we're going to make some changes, if we're going to move, um, even to another place, like we have to agree on the place, like, yeah, it costs good. You know, it's cost is good. It's in a relatively safe area. It's, you know, it'll, it'll work. We make that decision together. So, um, and and that would be your number one, like go to, like, I'm going to make my decision with my spouse. Now, if you're not married, that's fine. Like, don't you don't have a spouse to make a decision with. So the other thing is other family members. Um, my, my wife likes to talk to her sister. I sometimes like to talk to like my, my mom and, um, my dad and, uh, and, and even sometimes like my sis, my little sisters talking to them, like getting input from those who know you best. Like that's basically, you need to go to them first. Um, and then there's also friends. Like I have a good friend that I talk to all the time. Um, he comes to me, I go to him. Um, we're just good friends, and, and we we help talk things out together so that we can. We don't make decisions in a vacuum. We make decisions with friends. Another thing is colleagues. Like if you have, or if you're at a professional job, you're going to make decisions with other people. You're not going to make it by yourself. Um, Like one thing that I've realized um, being at Sandals, uh, we don't make decisions by ourselves. We make it as a team. What happens is a couple of people, you know, are are kind of like, all right, we're going to have you put some sort of plan together, figure it out, think it through, bring it back to us. We'll look at it together. We'll say, all right, here's, here's some feedback go and make some changes, they go make some changes, they bring it back, and, and the process goes on until, yes, we like that, we, we make that decision. And, and that's just good practices. That's just good practice in, in, in a job. You, you, you collaborate, you work together, you want the best for the team, not for you. Um, and, and so if you don't like that decision, man, that's a whole nother conversation. Um, but you need to work with your team. Which is the next one is teammates. So if you're on like, if you're in like high school or professional, you know, college or, or, or professional, um, you know, sports uh, or you're in the Olympics or whatever, you make decisions with your teams. Now, it might be quick decisions, pre planned decisions, but you make decisions regardless. Um, and, and so that's another example. And, and the last example I want to give, and the, again, going back to, me believing in God in Jesus, you need you need to make decisions based on what God says. Uh and, and that would be going to the Bible, reading what it says, and making decisions based off that. Um, and and there is also the Holy Spirit which does give you guidance um and will not contradict scripture, will not contradict the Bible, but it will help you make decisions. And every Christian, if you do not rely on the Holy Spirit to make decisions on a constant basis, not just on a, oh, the big decision, God, give me your spirit so that I can, no, every decision. Um, I've heard of people even saying, you know, going back to our emotions, uh, going back to making the decision to eat ice cream or not. Like some people go to the Holy Spirit and say, hey, help, help me make a decision. Now, I wouldn't go that extreme personally, but I could be wrong. So, again, don't make decisions in a vacuum. Boom. Next one, worldview input. Okay, going back to, again, Christianity, your worldview says trust in God. Like, I'm in a situation right now um, where I just need to trust in God that God will provide. And, and I keep hearing, you know, worship songs and people say, like, you know, God will provide. He's He's done. One of my favorite songs says, you know, he will do it again. He will do it again. Like the mountains have been moved. God will do it again. And, and so I just need to trust that. And so the worldview input is that my decision should be I should trust in God to help me make the right decision like i should trust that god will give me the ability to make the right decision and i need to believe that and i need to believe that god will guide me in the right direction so here's another thing the scientific method like what do you do to make a decision you base it off of other scientists who have come before you now you might challenge their thoughts and and, and go about that but you make a decision based off the scientific method, uh, where you you test, you try it on, like all those sorts of things, you don't just on a whim say, this is how science says it is. No, you go through the scientific method to make a decision based on the facts. And that's all well and good. Like, I'm not anti-science. A a lot of people probably assume Christians are anti-science. No, no. No, we we love science because science helps us understand God better. We might just disagree on the interpretation of the facts, and that's a whole other episode in and of itself. How do you interpret facts properly? Um, And that might just be something we don't even talk about because it's so controversial. Um, Here's another thing. Um, Your overall pursuit in life your overall pursuit in life. If you go back to episode seven, right? If you go back to episode seven, we talked a little bit about this, that the over you need to pursue the proper things, okay? Your pers- proper pursuit in life, you need to go in the right direction. And so, um, yeah. You know, what... What keeps you, excuse me, from living a reason life? What keeps you from living a a good, well thought out reason life? Um, you need to make sure that your overall pursuit in life is on par, like it's it's set up and you're going the right direction. It must be a good pursuit. Your worldview and like. If you're going the wrong way and you start making these decisions based on going the wrong way in life, it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be hard. And I know I'm like being very general about a lot of these things, and that's because sometimes it's hard to find the exact uh, examples of some of these. Um, But I know that when I was in, in college at UC Riverside, as a freshman, like my overall pursuit in life was not, was not what it is now. I don't think it was a good pursuit. And, and my worldview input was basically, you know, I, I want this, I want that, I want this instead of other things that I'm now pursuing. And I think my pursuit now is much more healthy than it was um, back then. And so those are just a few things for worldview input. Now, lastly, conscience. You need your conscience to make decisions, whoever you are. Like whether you, doesn't matter who you are, you need your conscience to make the right decisions. So, um, so yeah, make the right decisions based off your conscience. Now, here's the thing. May your conscience be your guide. Is that a good, is that a good thought? I'd say yes and no. No, because our conscience can be deceptive. Our ability to make wise decisions is imperfect. And ultimately, our conscience is unable to perfectly discern things. On the other end, yes, our conscience can make help us make good decisions. They cannot be perfect decisions, but we can still allow for our conscience to guide us. Now, here's why I say Yes do it. We need to work on perfecting the conscience, perfecting our ability to make the right decision. Uh, the last point says we can somewhat trust our conscience, but only if we're seeking to perfect our ability to choose. Your conscience can and will guide your decisions, but it needs to grow and be developed. You need to be able to grow, develop your conscience, and how do you do that? You learn from your mistakes. That's right. We all make mistakes and we need to learn from them. Um, I've begun to realize that I say things and I've already talked about this. I mean them one way. Like I'm just trying to communicate one thing. But sometimes I can be insensitive to a person's, um, like who they are. I'm not trying to attack them. I love them. I don't want to hurt them. But I realize I say something and I'm like, it comes back to bite me in the butt. I don't intentionally seek to hurt somebody, but I do it and I don't like it. And so I need to just watch what I say, think through, um, think through the things that I say so that I don't come across as uh, as a jerk, right? Because um, I, I don't think I am. And a lot of people don't think I am. And I'm not saying that to be like, oh, I'm not. A jerk i'm saying like i don't intentionally go to hurt people that's what a jerk does um i can be like a jerk but i'm getting too much into like who i am but it, my point is is <laughs> i sometimes don't feel as much as i should and so I, I need to learn from that i need to put other people's feelings on the line so I can focus not just on myself, but on that person I'm interacting with. The last thing I'll say is we need to allow God to guide our conscience to make decisions. Now, if you don't believe in God, that's an odd thing to say. But whatever it is that guides the universe is who your God is. And you might say, but but they're not like, you, you might think of them as like an impersonal force that's just guiding science, um, all that kind of stuff. But he, 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 just hear me out. That's your supreme authority. Like science is your supreme authority. The Hindu gods are your supreme authority. Allah is your, whoever it is, is your supreme authority. Like that's, that's who guides your conscience. That's who guides your decision making. Ultimately, that's the most important part of your decision making capabilities. Who is your God, why is he your God? Are you allowing him to m- help you make decisions? Okay, um, and and I'm going to throw it out there. I did a little bit earlier. I'm going to throw it out there. I think the God of the Bible has the best case for proper morality. He's not wishy-washy. He doesn't change his mind. He's consistent. Now, you may disagree with me and argue, but you, that that's a whole other episode in and of itself, and I'd love to hear from you. But for now, I just want to say allow... God to guide your conscience help him uh, help allow him to help you grow it and make you able to discern better to make better decisions because here's the reality we suck at making decisions but the one who gave us the guidance uh, can can definitely give us a better uh, ability to make right decisions so there you have it we all need a philosophy of decision making we all need to think of how we're going to think about making decision and so that's what this is there there should be more uh things or people that help us through our decisions whether big or small you know what motivates your decision is what controls your choices be sure to utilize truth weigh risk and reward factors immediate and future impacts input from friends and family as well as your worldview suggests, and lastly, your conscience. Again, don't forget to submit your questions, the Reason Live podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast. There's more to come in future episodes, and I hope that you stay tuned to the Reason Live podcast. Have a great day, and we'll see you later.